This is your podcast for all things refinishing. I'm Lane Ball with Zebras Before and After. Welcome to episode 209. If your pieces are selling that fast, they're not high enough or you need to be charging more, which is scary to, to us, you know, because you want to cycle things out, but you also want to get what it's worth and what, you know, your time you put into it. When the economy takes a downturn, there is much to consider as a business to make sure you stay afloat and even prosper. One of those challenges is pricing. Today on our panel discussion, we are joined by three very successful refinishers. We'll hear how they price their pieces to sell amidst the ever-changing economy. We hear a tip from Chastity with Rustic Restorations Tennessee on achieving that soft blend when blending colors. Stay with us, friends. We have the inspiration, fun, and community that will platform your day. Entries for the 2022 Zebra International Golden Brush Awards closed this past Friday, January 27, 2023. Now the judges are busy at work reviewing thousands of extraordinarily beautiful pieces. Next week, February 8, here on the podcast, we will announce the 30 finalists, three from each of the 10 categories. Immediately after they are announced, the public will be able to go to enjoyzebra.com to view and vote for their favorite in each category. We can't wait to see who the finalists are. Make sure you join us next Wednesday. All across the globe, we see inflation on the rise and some talk of a looming recession. That doesn't mean we give up and shut our doors. It's actually the ones that prepare and think strategically that come out on the other side with little to no damage. Pricing, of course, plays a huge role in survival. Looking for pieces to buy, refinish, and sell can be challenging these days because most are seeing these potential pieces priced much higher than they are worth. So how do you stay the course on finding pieces that are priced right? And more importantly, do you adjust your pricing? Do you lower your pricing to move inventory or do you raise your pricing to compensate for raw materials going up? That is the topic for today's panel discussion. The discussion includes our good friends, Katie Cloud of Katie and Company Home, Mayor with 100,000 Welcomes, and Richa with House We Call Home. What are your experiences and how are you dealing with these challenges, panel? Well, uh, my perspective might be a little different, you know, than uh, refinishers um, who's been doing this for a while now. So I started sourcing furniture not until uh, July of last year and... Um, Almost all of them are from Facebook Marketplace. And uh, like I said, you know, I've been pretty lucky getting those uh, for free, like this buffet I just refinished. And, uh, well, I have definitely noticed prices for used furnitures going up almost, you know, double in both thrift stores and Facebook Marketplace. And I am not sure if it's solely because of inflation or, you know, people... They have, um, you know, started noticing furniture refinishing trending and they just want to take advantage of the situation. So, uh, yeah, so pricing a piece, you know, it's quite tricky and depends on various factors. That's what I believe. And I think location uh, plays an important role in pricing. I mean, if you're located near bigger cities, there are, you know, larger a pool of potential buyers and uh, the pricing, you know, could go higher versus if you are located away from the city. And also, you know, I think staging and photography plays very important role to quote, you know, better prices. Also, the more, you know, connections you have through social media, I mean, you can 
you know, gauge the interests and, uh, you know, uh, prices of the pieces accordingly. When I started out in July, you know, I mean, I priced it a bit lower to attract more buyers. But now, you know, as I get more experience, um, I'm at the stage where I feel, you know, comfortable pricing it higher. I mean, I always compare uh, those, you know, listed prices with similar pieces in uh, either Young Facebook Marketplace, on Instagram, or uh, even Etsy. I mean, there are like many refinishers also share their pricing guidelines, you know, which definitely has been a great help for pricing. Yeah, I, I think I agree with everything that you're saying. Um, I've been doing this for a while, I think a little bit longer than, than Richa. And I have noticed prices going up both in my, I do a lot of um, sourcing at my local restore. And um, I really like supporting them, the Habitat for Humanity Restore. So I love going there and they get some really great pieces. But I have found myself waiting because they are a little bit, they're pricing higher. And But if you wait it out, people aren't really paying those prices. So they usually come down. So once again, patience on my end. <laughs> I'm also <laughs> one to jump jump the gun. If I see a piece I really love, I'm like, oh, and I, I can't stop thinking about it. I'm afraid it's going to go. So I've been learning to be a little more patient with my sourcing. And I think Katie can, um, as we talked about Katie's stash, I still have a stash I'm pulling from, which is great because um, a lot of times I'll get a piece in and then I want to work on it right away. So I have things that are sitting, which I, I'm starting to pull out now while things are a little higher. So I've had them for for um, some time now because I have some storage like in my basement and in my garage. Um, so I'm lucky with that. Um, but I do see that. And I, I feel like you've raised a really good point in saying that everyone is feeling it. So your buyers are feeling it, but yet as a seller, as a creator and a seller, you have to make up for the difference in pricing. So it's a very fine line. Um, and yet you're giving them a good product. So you're, they're getting, you know, you, what you have to give back to them, something that's worth it. And, and you know that you, you know, you stand behind your product. So try to stand behind your pricing and, I think there's a number of factors that do go into it, as we all know, what you've uh, what you've purchased the uh, piece for and your a portion of your raw materials. I kind of I have an Excel spreadsheet which like breaks all that down. And then if you pay yourself an hourly rate, you know, um, experience helps with that and um, your following. I agree with Richa. So um, I feel as though when I started out, selling on Facebook marketplace. I definitely underpriced my pieces. I think most of us will say that, but as your following grows and your reputation grows, you have the right to raise your prices. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, and they would sell right away. And I, I think I used to say, think like this, Oh, I'm going to post a piece on a Thursday or a Friday. And then by Monday, if it didn't sell, I was kind of panicked. And then now I just, once again, patience and, um, I, I waited out if I'm able to, and I realize everyone's situation is differently. So if you're, if you're doing some custom work, like I do to keep, you know, keep your income and that's a little bit different than if you're saying, boy, I really need to sell this piece, you know? So I, um, want to make that clear too. But, um, I think once again, patience and standing behind your product, 
Um, but it, once again, it's that fine line between pricing it to give someone a good deal that they're not going to get. They're getting a great piece than they would from a, a, a big box store. But yet at the same time, taking that into consideration that, wow, everything's more expensive. So I don't know if any of that, I hope I just made sense, but um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's tricky yeah. right now. I will say that. And I don't think, I don't know if I have the answer. So I'd be really interested to hear what other people had to say about this, honestly. So I think, um, and like Mary said, stashing pieces. I just yeah. didn't know, you know, the economy was going to change, right. but I wasn't intentionally stashing them for that yeah. reason. Um, but I, whenever I could find, you know, a good deal and I have the space to store it, I was getting it. Yeah. Um, and like, I still, I'm, even though I'm not actively restoring or painting, I, I'm still on marketplace. I'm still thrifting, um, in thrift stores. And I feel like it online is, it's tougher and people have, you know, raised their prices a lot on these pieces that definitely need work. Um, but I've had better luck in just, and I'm from a smaller rural community, um, in the city, which our city is not big. But mm -hmm. just thrift stores and finding pieces there. Um, but yeah, they definitely have, they have definitely changed and product has changed and went up. So I feel like if I find a piece that I'm like, I'm like, oh, I can't live without it, but it's way right. too high. The patience thing does help. Yeah. Um, and yeah. sometimes, you know, I, I am really bad at this because I don't like it <laughs> when people do it to me, but just, you know, is this your, your lowest? your lowest dollar like is there any wiggle room you know it doesn't always it doesn't hurt to ask um right i know some people can get offended but it's not it's not always you're not always you're not trying to offend somebody you know you're right. trying to like you said get the best deal because you want to give your best deal exactly and i really like um i can't remember who it is that does this a lot i'll have to go back but she it's a furniture painter and she does um she'll find a piece similar you know from a big high-end store like anthropology say or whatever mm -hmm. and say you know here is the, my piece and here is yeah. this piece you know mine is 400 this is 3500 right. and mine yeah, is quality I've, and wood yeah. and i you know putting that into people's heads too and just showing them like yeah obviously these pieces are standing the test of time they've been around for how long so putting that in their in their head too so it this this also raises another question in my mind is like with your pricing like do you do you price in for someone to haggle that's always a, a thought in my mind and i don't really like to do that because i want to say like hey my product is my product my price is my price you know i don't like that well i'm going to bump it up and then you know no i can go down to x so i just think that's also comes with having like a following too, where they, yeah. you know, know what you're, what they're getting, you know, I don't know and if that makes sense, but I do think some people maybe bump up and say in their mind, well, I'll come down to X and I don't know if I'm comfortable doing that, you know, cause I, I almost, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm not either. And I've never, I've never done that. I said, this, this is what I need. This is what it is. And you know, and if you do have to wait and have to have that patience, there's someone for that piece that will come along, you know. I agree. It's just the, I agree. Like like you were saying, if you put it for sale on a Thursday or Friday and by Monday, you're like, ah, I had to get over that. I got over. I did. get. Yeah, I did get over that. This was like at least six months on the market, this buffet. So, 
if you have the space. <laughs> yeah. Natalie, um, a ray of sunlight said that she was like, if your pieces are selling that fast, they're not mm-hmm. high enough or you need to be charging more, which is scary to, to us, you know, cause you want to cycle things out, but you also want to get what it's worth and what, you know, your time you put into it. So Yep, but yeah, exactly. definitely things have definitely changed. Um, but you can still find that good deal, but just not like you used to around right. here anyway. Yeah. Just take some timing. You know, it's just see, yep. it takes a little more work and you really have to be diligent about it, I think. But right now I've been relying on my stash, which is making my husband really happy. <laughs> <laughs> he can get, would love to get the bay of uh, the garage back. So <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we have uh, a shed that needs to home a camper and it is not for yes. a couple of years but exactly um, another thing i forgot to mention too which is very, i'm very fortunate for is my husband my husband's an auctioneer and oh. um so when he gets um you know some estate sales i really you know i i don't get a deal i just get like to be peak. there see the teeth you know yeah. yep i'm like that's mine you know i'm gonna yep. get that so <laughs> I'm gonna it's nice on to that be, one yeah yep and usually you can find some pretty good pieces at estate sales compared to like a thrift store and, you know, online and marketplace. So, yeah, exactly. Do you guys find anything on Craigslist anymore? Or I feel like Craigslist is kind of a thing of the past and marketplace has just taken over. Yeah. Marketplace has taken over. I've never sold or purchased on Craigslist. I don't know if it's yeah. just my area. I'm not sure. You know, I just feel like it's fizzled out and I don't even, I never even get on there to search for anything anymore. Yeah. yeah. We're going to take a quick break to hear from a friend of our sponsor. This is Jeannie with Blush Vintage Design, and this podcast is sponsored by my friends at Zebra. I love using my Zebra brushes. They lay down a super smooth finish whether I'm using primer, paint, or a top coat. They hold their shape really well and consistently cut in a sharp line. A couple of my current favorites are the chiseled wedge and the square. Thank you so much for your kind words, Jeannie. When it comes to Facebook Marketplace, um, I know, Katie, you, you said you're not refinishing uh, right now, but, uh, you know, you, you are on there, so you see what's going on on Facebook. But I guess, Mayor, if you're actually potentially buying stuff on Facebook Marketplace, if you see the prices go up on these pieces that need work, that need to be refinished, are you finding that these folks are, because they are pricing higher, are you finding that they're accepting uh an offer that is lower than what they're, you know, that they're asking for. Yeah, I I do think that I, I don't purchase on Facebook marketplace that often. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why I just kind of feel like I usually can like rely on, um, maybe some yard sales or Mm -hmm. going um, to like the local restores. There's a few of them in my area. So, um, uh, and online auctions are big in my area. Um, So that's been a kind of easy where you bid, accept the bid. The only downfall is you do not see the piece. So you kind of have to, have the mm-hmm. eye to know exactly like, oh, I could see some veneer missing there, but that doesn't look so bad, you know, so and, and good pictures help that too. So, but I do think they're probably because what I'll see, I'll see sometimes on Marketplace if I'm, you know, considering a piece or saving a piece because little, little trick is if you, um, 
what you click on on Facebook and what you save. You can actually save marketplace posts. You'll get more of that. So I like to curate my feed that way. And um, so when I keep my eye on something, I will see like quickly they'll go down. They'll go down quickly. So it's interesting. So people want to sell them, but they are... I think willing to negotiate. So um, anyway, that at least what's going on here. Are you guys seeing raw materials, like even the paint, do you see it going up or has it been pretty consistently priced? Yeah, I, I think it's been all across the internet about the primer <laughs> that's been, mm. that's been going up and yeah. um, you know, but a little bit, I do think that the raw materials are going up. Yes, I do. So, so you've seen some prices in some of the paint. I mean, I'm not talking so much about primer, but the paint the itself. The furniture paint. Um, yeah, the furniture paint. Maybe, maybe slightly, and maybe some shipping has been a little higher. I don't yeah. know if anyone else has seen that. So, um, if you get your paint shipped, might the the shipping has gone up? And I have one um, thought in my mind about that. But um, yeah, I. I you know, just about everything, you know, the trips to the um, home improvement stores, my bill's like always a little higher now. So, yeah, you know, for, yeah. for saying things like the sanding papers and, um, you know, things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the furniture paint companies have, have worked really hard to at least try to maintain you know, some consistency with their pricing. Yeah, I, w- I actually, I know to say that I would actually have to agree with you. Maybe I've seen it in shipping though, to be honest, but other than yeah. that, it's more like, um, it's, it's more like, like I said, the home improvement stores, the things you would yeah. buy there. So, yeah. You know, it's such a, that's what I was saying earlier, even in the interest, such a interesting balance because you're having to pay more for certain things. Right. right? right. And then yet, with inflation, uh, people have less money. Yep. So, yeah. So you want to help them, yeah. out, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, but you have, has it affected your pricing at all yet? Infl- um, the, the situation, or are you pretty much staying consistent? Like, you know, yeah, the past two the, or three years, I think I, I had to, because I do it all on this Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. I have, I, I have had to, um, like bump up a tiny bit. And, um, just because at, to make it up on the back end and pricing is a hot topic and it's, it's hard to, it's hard to do in the beginning. So then when you get, on, um, you know, when you get in your groove, you, you're pretty close. I have to say I'm pretty close. And there've been times when mainly in customs, when I give a, a custom quote where I've had to call back and say, Hey, listen, we ran into this and it's always with me. It's always like, you know, contractually, like, barring any repairs, this and that, because I think, I don't know if Katie and, and Richa do any custom work, but we, I always chuckle because there's bound to be, everyone thinks their pieces, oh, yeah, no, no repairs. And then, you know, when you get it, it's always a, <laughs> yeah. sometimes an unpleasant <laughs> surprise. So, I mean, I definitely put in almost a little clause, like, hey, but, you know, do you want this replaced? It would be this, or do you want this change? You know, this kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, the, there's no surprises. But that also, everything with pricing, I think, comes with experience. And I just can't, you know, I wish there was a, a, a formula Mm-hmm. for it that yeah. you know that mm-hmm. actually is it's like your hourly rate and your raw materials and what you pay for the price all that is what is what pricing is so right. yeah it, and your and your neck of the woods let's say your location so yeah mm-hmm. yeah 
Just just FYI for our listeners, unfortunately, Richa had to leave due to, an, uh, due to another obligation, so I just wanted to let folks know uh, why we're not hearing her right now. Uh, but However, we wanted to continue the conversation with Mayor and Katie, and I do want to ask both of you, because you both have... Uh, you, you've seen a lot of changes in furniture refinishing over the years. What mm-hmm. did you, Mayor, when did you start refinishing about roughly about what year? Yeah. Well, let's see. I, I would like to, uh, probably about um, like about tw- like 2016, 2015. Yeah. Okay. And not to sell at first more like, okay, you know, kids in college, but things need some updating. And I was really interested in, in, and doing that in my own home. So that's kind of how it started for me. Um, and then little by little, I think we all have similar s- stories in that someone said, wow, would you do this for me? You know, that started happening. And then, mm-hmm. oh, you should sell these, you know, you should sell this. Oh my goodness. You know, that kind of thing. So um, that's wow. how it all happened. So, yeah. And Katie, what year for you roughly? Um, actively, like where I was doing it um, to sell, because I was like mayor, you know, doing yeah, yeah, broke broke college kid doesn't have any furniture. (laughs) Um, but when my daughter was born, uh, that's when I took the plunge and like quit my job and said, "This is what I'm going to do, and this is how I'm going to make money." And she's going to be 11 this week, so amazing. I would say, yeah, 11 years. So what was that? 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 2012. Yeah, that's excellent. When I sold my first piece to a client that I didn't know, I think before that, you know, I was doing stuff for friends and family, but that mm-hmm. was my first piece I sold on Craigslist and um, I staged it in my house and I'll, I'll never forget it. But yeah, 2012 was when I sold my first piece. And I think that really gave me the push to, okay, you're going to stay home with your daughter and you got to make money and this is how you're going to do it. And you know, get going. So amazing. Great success stories. So would you guys both concur that pricing that you, um, that you really kind of, um, that you wrestled with that early on, or did you feel like you really got it down? Cause you know, Mary, you said you actually do, you got a spreadsheet that you kind of go by. (laughs) Um, Cause I, I know a lot of, I know a lot of people really do struggle with that, yeah. especially if you're if you're on the newer side, because, you know, there's always so many different elements to it. Like, well, you know, my work isn't worth this much, you know, to mm-hmm. where you're not valuing your work properly. But but, you know, once you get to the point where you're like, yeah, I put hard put a lot of work into this. It looks great. People like it. So here's the price. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I, I guess I'm just wondering if that was a big struggle for you guys early on. And how long did it take you to get to the point where it's like you're comfortable with your price? Because because I actually like what you said about not necessarily padding your price so right. that you have the ability to you know drop down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, there's there's yeah. marketing aspects to that certainly, but but it shows confidence in your pricing too and yeah. in your work. It did take a little while, and um, you know that whole idea of like a piece selling in the weekend. You know that was my mindset at first. And then if not, I would say, oh, why isn't this selling? And then it kind of just eased into like waiting it out and, um, you know, just realizing. And I think we all see an influx in, um, you know, furniture, refinishing, upcycling, things like that. And it's amazing. It is, it's so nice to see. But in my area, the prices run, pricing runs the gamut. I don't know if you feel that way, um, Katie, but pricing really like 
runs the gamut. I see all the different prices on Marketplace, um, but I just always try to be true to my pricing and how I've set it up, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. But it takes a while um, to have the confidence and, once again, the patience in in what you're doing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel the same exactly. Yeah. yeah. I know you guys are so um so helpful in the community and so I'm sure that you guys if anybody has any questions would be happy to, you know, answer if somebody reaches out and says, "Hey, yeah. I'm doing Absolutely. this. What do you guys think?" Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm a little quieter on on social media these days, but I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> I just um, you know, keeping up with the the changes is always a struggle. So trying my best and, but I am definitely still here. So um, feel free. Anyone can reach out if they had a question. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Even though I'm not painting and actively refinishing, I'm, I'm still here and it's, you know, something I'm constantly thinking about. So yeah, definitely passionate. Yeah. Passionate about this. Yeah. And I know it's a, it's a topic that we'll keep on our radar as we move forward in season five about pricing. Well, great insight uh, from you all. We really appreciate your, um, your insight and information and your, you know, experience, you know, like what you guys do and what works. Uh, I know this is a critically important topic, especially at times like this to find out what others are doing to keep their business profitable. Thank you, Katie, for Mm co-hosting. We appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And congratulations, Richa, Diana, and Bonnie, and Mary. Your pieces were all stunning. Thanks so much for taking the time to come back on the podcast. Today's finishing tip comes from Chastity with Rustic Restorations. Hey guys, Chastity here with Rustic Restoration Tennessee. The furniture refinishing tip I have for you today is I get a lot of questions about my blended pieces and how is it that I achieve such a soft blended look? What is the technique that I use? So the technique I use is I take my primary color, of course, and outline, and then the color I'm wanting to blend into, I use just a little bit of paint at first because you can always add to it. And I use a zebra round brush when I'm actually blending. So I take my zebra round brush and I swirl around, sometimes clockwise, sometimes counterclockwise. But I swirl that all around to start getting those blended. Then I take the brush and swipe back and forth, left to right, left to right. And I also go up and down, up and down. And I continue doing this until I get the look that I'm trying to achieve. I prefer in blended pieces, a very soft blend. I don't like a harsh blend. And the Zebra Round Brush is what actually helps me achieve that look. Great tip on creating the blending look, Chastity. Thanks for sharing. Hello, listening friends. We need your help. As you already know, we are in our fifth season of the podcast. We don't fully launch the fifth season until the first week in March. We are currently in the planning stage. And although we have some exciting things planned for season five, We really want to hear from you on what refinishing topics you would like showcased on the podcast. Our podcast is unique in that it is comprised of several segments. The segments give us the opportunity to hear from several of you in one show, but also allows us to diversify the topics. We want to know what segments you enjoy the most and what you would like to hear more of. To remind you, we are going to list segments from previous seasons. We want you to reach out to us via email at laneballandjoyzebra.com or check out our stories on our Instagram account, Zebra Painting, so you can provide your feedback in the polls. Panel discussion segments. This is a group of two to four artists discussing together a specific refinishing topic. 
accolade segment. That's when one artist gives accolades to another artist. Did you know segment? This is where we highlight a specific topic and share more educational information about that topic. Furniture Feud, a fun game show segment comprised of three to four artists answering questions from me, the host. The Furniture Council segment, one refinisher comes on to have three of their pieces evaluated by the panel of council judges. They are given healthy feedback and guidance from their refinishing skills to their staging and photography. What's happening in your studio segment? Refinishers share what projects they are working on in their studios that week. Question of the week segment. Three to four refinishers answer the week's question. Refinishing tip. One refinisher each week shares an important tip that has made a big difference in the refinishing process. Beginner's bucket segment. A novice refinisher asks a question to be answered by a more experienced refinisher. If this piece could talk segment. Hearing from refinishers who have discovered interesting stories and discovered artifacts found in their old pieces. Uncovering art segment. We highlight a specific piece created by an artist and we chat about how they achieve the beautiful results. Thanks again for taking the time to give us your feedback. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Zebra Blogs Before and After Furniture Finishing Podcast. Today's episode is also featured on the zebrablog.com along with contact information for today's guest. Your comments and suggestions for future episodes are always welcome, and we encourage you to share those by clicking on the podcast slide in our header at the zebrablog.com. That's zebra with an i blog.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and happy refinishing. 